Greetings. Sword and Spirit Ministries presents the Minister's Empowerment Seminar, hosted by Apostle Peggy Twala. Many have testified, and we are confident that you too shall testify, as you are prompted by the Word of God to soar to the top and to walk in revelation. Be blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Do you understand? You know what he's doing. You know the ministry. But you say, Jesus, can I follow you? Before he, can, he, he could answer, you're asking, where do you live? Where do you stay? So there was something that he was looking for. But when you look at the next ones, they were called by Jesus. He said to them, follow me. The first one volunteered and said, can I follow you? So the second one said, follow me. He said, he said, Jesus said, follow me. Now, but look at what the guy said. Um, sorry, sir. I still have to go to bury my father. I still have to go bury my father. The reason Jesus called this guy, he realized that this guy has the right attitude as far as relationships are concerned. This is a guy who is loyal. He's not jumping into uh, where do you live? Or what is in it for me? But he's showing that he is loyal to his father. Let me go bury my father first, then I will come follow you. So you see that, okay, Jesus saw that this is the right guy. This one volunteered. But as for you, you come follow me because of what you have. You are loyal. Right? This is what is important in ministry. Loyalty. The third guy, same thing. He says, can I go home and bid, he just called him, says, can I go bid farewell to my friends? Bid farewell to my family, bid farewell. Can I, again, do you see the attitude of this guy? He's also loyal to his friends. It means this is a type of guy who will not be disconnected to where he comes from. He will go back and minister to them. Now these are three types of guys that we have in ministry. The people that Jesus called to follow him and be disciples, all of them were busy. None of them were waiting to be called into ministry. They were all busy with something. That's why ministry or the call has no room for lazy people. The thing that dis disqualifies you in ministry is laziness. If you are doing nothing, even in ministry, you will be doing nothing when you are called. I want us to deal with this issue because a lot of people 
have volunteered. And the ones who have volunteered are asking the Lord, where do you live? <laughs> Meaning, what is in it for us? What is the price for a call? It is everything you are and everything you have. If God has called you, you must know, like in Swaziland, the moment they, they appoint you to be a minister, they say they have killed you. Meaning you will never have a life again. It's the same thing, same principle. The moment you are called, you are dead. You are dead to life, dead to self, dead to all the things that other people are going for. As for you, you've been taken. You are no longer yours. You don't belong to yourself. You don't have self, I, anymore. Everything you are is God. If God can help us fix this problem of the call, I think we can have proper and genuine ministers and people who are called to do the work of God. Amen. Amen. <laughs> now, John chapter 21, verse 15 and 7 to 17. John 21, 15 to 17. These are the three uh, portions where uh, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? First, first time he says, do you love me more than these? Then he says, Lord, yes, you know I love you. Then feed my lamps. The second time he says, do you love me? He did not say more than these. He says, do you love me? He says, yes, Lord, you know I love you. He says, feed my sheep. The third time he says, Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know all things change of language. Lord, you know all things. Then when you get to a place where you understand that the Lord is the one who is in authority in charge of all things, you, you, in other words, you are saying, I am not going to limit myself as to how far, how big you know all things. That means I surrender everything to you. Let you be in charge of my life from now onwards. Then feed my sheep. Feed my sheep. You see, in ministry, this is what you need to know. There is where we love the Lord. And our love for God makes us do things for God. That's a driving force. We love him, that's why we pray. We love him, that's why we minister. We love him because that's why we do things that we do for God, because we love him. But loving God is not sustainable in ministry. You have to have the love of God, not the love for God only. You have to love the love of God and the love for God. So the love for God causes you to do things because you love God. But the love of God is the one that then is placed in you by God himself. 
Romans chapter 5 verse 5 the Bible says he shed abroad the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit so the love of God is placed in our hearts this is what anchors us in God the love of God anchors not the love for God the love of God the love for God can change when things are not working out you have loved God and you have put everything you have put everything but things don't turn out the way you expected them then you are disappointed the love for God is diminished but the love for God then sustains you because that one does not come from you it comes from him so the love of remember what Paul says in Romans chapter 5 chapter 8 sorry chapter 8 verse 35 from verse 35 what can separate us from the love of God he says even death itself cannot separate us whether it's angel cannot separate us from the love of God so the love of God is what anchors us in God and thank God it does not come from us it comes from him now in ministry when you are called you've got to have the love for God and also the love of God you know you will do so many things because you love God but because God loved you first and anchored you through his love placed it in you while you are busy because you love him he knows that somewhere maybe you might be disappointed you will learn back on the love of God so your love can fail but his love will not fail in other words you are so secure in God so anchored in God that nothing can separate you with God he made sure that nothing can separate you with him praise God now I want you guys to know that if you have the call of God upon your life you have to love God because that's a driving force that's the thing that makes you wake up because you love God in other words there are certain things that you will do not because of the love of God you will do because you love God you will stretch yourself because you love God you love God because he has opened your eyes to see certain things that make you love him by the time you are preaching to people it's because of what you have seen about God that made you love him by the time you are giving your whole salary there's something that you have seen that makes you love him enough to give your whole salary mind you love is a giver we don't know that you love until you give so you can say I love you Lord as long as you have not given anything we are not sure whether you love him that's I thought those who are called and love God it's it's evident everyone can see that this person loves God because of the sacrifices you make so your love for God is evident praise God amen, amen.
<laughs> Hallelujah. I can just give you a few scriptures that you can jot down, but yeah. Um, first, Second Samuel chapter one verse twenty-six. Okay, this is a crazy, crazy type of love. The love of of <laughs> between David and Jonathan. I don't understand because David, maybe this time he was still okay. Because this time he says, the love I have for Jonathan is more than the love I have for a woman. Remember, you remember David. David was only tested if he's still alive by presenting a virgin. So if the king didn't move, they knew that he's gone. He's gone. But at this time he says, my love for Jonathan is more than the love for a woman. It means I will do anything for Jonathan. And Jonathan the same thing. Remember that Saul wanted to kill David because he was expecting Jonathan to take over. He says, how are you going to take over if this man is still alive? Show me where he is so that I kill him. Then you take over the throne. But the love was too strong. Was able to protect David. Look, the man did... That, that means he knew that he was supposed to take over the throne if he, David is killed. But the love was stronger. So he was able. So when love is strong, there are things that you will do. And everyone here will know that there's something wrong about you, man. You are really crazy. Crazy in love with God. How can you give your whole salary? And also they don't say you give it to God. Once you give your whole salary, they say, how can you give your whole salary to Bafundis? Yeah. <laughs> Praise God. But I love God. I love God too much. I love God too much. You know, you are not going to consider yourself to be called of God until you get to a place of total surrender to God. If there are still reservations as to I cannot go there as God has called me to do that there, I cannot go there because it's not safe for me to go there. You know, perfect love drives out all fear. If your love is perfected in God, there's nothing that you will fear. You will do anything for him. Because your love is perfected. Uh, we are iron sharpens iron. <laughs> right now, we are sharpening your love for God. Not the love of God. Your love for God. Some, I think you have checked yourself and you are sure you love God. But right now, you are checking, you realize that there are some areas that I won't go because of me, not because of God. But the call, if you are called, it demands total and perfect love for God. There's a song that when I started off in ministry, my mother used to sing, and I just start crying. <laughs> like it's saying all the things that he did for me, then it then asks the question, what do you do then for him? 
and then it starts counting other things, then it asks another question, then what do you do for Halfway, I'm already on the floor crying. <laughs> because I realize what he has done for me. So I'm indebted to God for the rest of my life because of what he did for me. I love him with everything. I love him with everything. I want you to check yourself against every word that is being declared here. Because I want to polish your call. God has called you. And I want you to remove all the limitations so that your call can be perfected. Your call can be maximized. There are things shut up in you and the world is just waiting to eat from your tree. You've got to let go. Because you, I know you love God. I know you love God. That I know. Praise God. <laughs> I know you love God. All right. Number one. I don't know whether I will continue after this number one. <laughs> A call, the first thing that you need to have is passion. You need to be passionate. If God has called you to do something, if there is no passion for what he has called to do, called you to do, you find that along the way you drop it. Passion is the fuel that drives you like you are mad, you are crazy, like you are big. You are not even thinking straight about what you are doing. Passion is the intangible desire that produces results that you can see. It's, 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 it's a drive. It's, it's something that you cannot touch with your physical hands. And it's, but it's driving you to produce results. That's passion. Passion is the inner pressure that manifests in action. It manifests in action. It's an inner pressure that manifests in action. It's a spiritual drive that controls you. It controls your physical direction. It's a spiritual drive that controls your physical direction. It means it's not something that you can point at and touch at, but it's there, pushing you and driving you. If you have no passion for the things that you are called to do, that means you have no drive. You can sleep when you are supposed to do something because you have no drive, no passion. Passion is contagious. If someone is passionate about something, I'm telling you, you find that there are some people who begin to follow that person just because some do not even understand why they are following this person and where he is going. But they will just jump in because of the passion. It is contagious. If you do not have passion in ministry, it means you are someone who is just communicating something and people are not even picking up the force behind what you're communicating. They are just uh, counting you as one of those who are good speakers. 
But when you are passionate about what you are sharing and what you are called to do, people jump into the boat without even understanding fully where this thing is going. If you are not passionate, it means you have no drive. You can go and, 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 and be eating ribs the whole month without fasting and preparing even, you know, yourself for what you're called to do. <laughs> because you have no drive. You can sleep the whole week without prayer, without anything, because you have no drive, no passion for what you're doing. You can spend the whole month without opening the scriptures and reading even once. Why? Because there's no passion for what you're doing. Yeah. When you are passionate, about the call, what God has called you to do. You are like a crazy person, crazy, crazy person. Because when everyone wants to go this direction, you want to go the other way. When everyone wants to go and party, you want to go and pray. What's wrong with you? I'm passionate about my call. Passion separates you from mediocrity. Passion separates you from people who are not going anywhere. Because the drive keeps you, makes you run when everyone is walking. I pray to God that you may receive an impartation of passion. God has called you. There's no doubt about it. Let the fuel of passion drive your call. You will not rise and go to a people who are criticizing you. You keep going to the same place. They are criticizing you, blocking you, threatening to kill you. He's, look, you are, you, you are driven by something, a force that's beyond yourself. You keep going to a place where people, uh, where the time you appear at the door, everyone says, they start picking up their bags, walking away. And the following day, you still go back there. And the other day, you still go back there. The next thing, you start crying. Why are you crying now? I'm crying for these souls that are walking away from me. Passion. You see, this is the thing that causes us not to sleep at night. You pray the whole night. Because I'm passionate. I want to see souls saved. I'm driven. And without passion. Even if you are doing any form of sport. If you are not passionate about it, forget. Just roll your boots and go and just sit down. You need passion in order to win in anything in life. If you are not passionate about it, you won't achieve anything. If you are not passionate about playing an instrument, my son uh, told me just some four, three years ago, he says, look, I want to be a musician. I said, my son, I see you, you wake up here, you watch TV. I never see you touch any instrument, forget it. People who are passionate about this and want to be musicians, people who started from infancy, when they are still small, they are passionate about There's nothing else they live for. They live for music. If you don't have passion, it's too late. It's too late. I hope you understand. That there are things that you, it's just a desire. Don't, it's okay if you want it to do it because it's a hobby. But if it's a passion, it's something that you live by. You sleep this thing, you wake up this thing. Look, if you are passionate about your calling, your ministry, we go to your bedroom. 
as long as everything is neat, everything is neat every day. It's neat, nice, no books, nothing. Then you just know that. You go to your study, everything is all neat, day in and day out. Then you know that this person is not serious. Passionate people, they sleep with books, you know, Bibles everywhere. They are praying, they've prayed. I mean, they are passionate. This is their life. This is their passion. I know my wife cleans after me every day. <laughs> I remember one year I had to go for an operation because I, w- I would sleep reading like this. There was a year where I could not sleep. I don't know, something said, read. You are going far. Eat, eat. So I'll sleep and, and, and discover about four. And I will not know when I slept. And until there was a growth here, I had to go and remove it. It was so painful. So big. Just. <laughs> so why? Why can't you sleep properly? I try to sleep properly, then I wake up. And it happened up to today. I, I use two pillows. I don't use one, I use two pillows. I sleep at first, then in the morning I find myself, I've brought in the other pillow. Now I'm sort of half awake, because I have good to read, I have to pray, I have to be attentive. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you want to go anywhere, whether you are doing business, whether you are doing ministry, whatever you are doing in life, as long as you are not passionate, forget it. Just roll everything, close the thing, close the company, close. Go start something that you are passionate about because that is the driving force. You can't be saying you are called into ministry and, and you wake up in the morning uh, by 10, that's when you wake up. You go and drink tea by 12. That's when you go outside with Rasha Baba. Thank you, Lord. It's a very good day. In the evening, when everyone now is coming and you are supposed to go and do a service, that's when you and then you go there and deceive people. Unfortunately, people now are very sensitive. They watch TV, they read for themselves. Some have gone through Bible school. They sit there and listen to you and wonder, what's up with this guy? Doesn't he know that we can see? You can't be called into ministry and be playing. And Don't stop playing with people. Jesus paid with his own blood for these people. 